0: morning people, Larry here from the LARM, welcome to Sunday the 29th of October, it's coffee time, got my old machine going here, it's going to be a bit noisy now for a second. Clocks went back last night, so it's not 10 o'clock, it's 9 o'clock and uh, I find that pretty convenient, don't you think, that uh, we can do that? Um, I've written and spoken about time before, and its illusory nature, completely um, illusory, a total fabrication, a social convention, as Alan Watts calls it. I realized this one day as I was driving down the M50 motorway, dawned on me. And uh, ever since then, I've explored the subject and found that I'm not alone, that there's a lot of other people who understand that time is not real. Um, It's a difficult one to convince uh, some people on, although I'm not trying to convince anybody. It's just something I found out. And it's very easy to uh, recognize that it's completely illusory by virtue of the fact that your experience will tell you it is. If you look closely enough and get quiet enough. And, for example, even though it's dark where you are and you might be snoring your head off, and it's bright where I am and I'm staring out the window at the sun it's still now same moment never ends an eternal moment and uh, yes that's a little bit cliched and being hijacked to a large extent by some modern commentaryists is that a word? it is now Uh, on the whole subject of reality and um, my experience has told me that that is true. Anyway, we'll get on to it again. I'm writing a book on it. Uh, I've been writing the book for the last two years. I need to get my finger out and get that finished. But uh, anyway, maybe for another day. Um, no, that's not the button I wanted. So today is Sunday Letters. Sunday morning, uh, every Sunday morning I shoot out Sunday Letters. And today I'm talking about death and life and what is there beyond the apparent existence of me and you and our surface personality. Uh, Do we cease to exist when we die, when when our body dies? (laughs) My own understanding of it is no, that whatever it is that animates us is eternal. And I'm not a religionist. I'm not a holy Joe. I don't do God in the traditional sense because I think that's a fallacy and uh, just a story. Like all stories, fables, mythology uh, built up and it's founded in a particular truth. Um, I do believe that. I do understand that. But religion has got a little bit screwed up uh, by values and other things and belief systems and uh, Been primarily used as a control mechanism for those who wish to dictate how things go for everybody else and uh, I'll get into that a little bit in the article today so um, when I have it written I'll actually narrate it into the old blower here on the anchor and uh, you can see what you think Um, so that's it now I'm about to push the button on my noisy coffee maker And get some caffeine into me. You'll probably get about two cups into me and start writing. And uh, beautiful day here in Dublin. Magical. Yeah. So I'll check his later on. Alright. Take it easy. Hey folks. Broadband issues this morning. Uh, Don't know what's going on. But I managed to use my phone to uh, get this article written today. It's called What Happens When We Die? I suppose it's apt given that this is Halloween weekend. So, I was with my uncle yesterday, um, he loves to talk, and we got chatting about work initially then the conversation moved to the question, what happens when we die? He's in his late 60s, I think, by no means old, but like my parents, he believes that it is. He lives alone and although his family are close by, sometimes in the silence of his own privacy, he finds himself contemplating his own demise, departure. I think in our culture, as soon as grandchildren come along for us, uh, we begin to feel that maybe our time is up. I wonder why that is. Uh, I've written before on this subject, um, it really grabs me. However, all conversation around this subject of what happens after we die is speculative, given that nobody, at least nobody I know, has come back to tell me about it. And I believe that even if some personality or other that I was somehow familiar with here, did manage to return and tell me about it, well then their story would be completely unique. And just like each of our stories here is unique, the death experience I expect to be just the same. Uh, No two death experiences will be the same. There's no single uh, afterlife that we all go to. Uh, In this world of stuff and people, everyone has a specific experience. No two lives are the same. There can be, of course, similarities and common ground in experience. But to believe that there is an objective reality outside our own individual experience is just naive to me. And I say that with the greatest of respect to everybody who would believe different. Um, Because whatever you feel is real, is real. The individual experience is completely, totally valid. I reckon before we begin to ask the question of what happens when we die, we've got to broach the subject of the concept of self. Who are we? Who or what is the self? Who am I? When did I begin and when would I end? Is time real? Why am I here? And what's the purpose of all this experience if it simply ceases to exist when I do? What am I? For me it's all the same question and a very difficult one to explain even if we do hold a concept of the answer. Personally I have no words to explain it so Uh, I won't even try here. I'll just bang on for a little bit and just see what comes out. Uh, In fact, it may be more helpful to say in the exploration of who or what am I, um, to say what I'm not or what it is not rather than what me or it is. We could go on forever about this, you know, but... uh, We'll proceed nonetheless. So I arrived at Pat's place out in the countryside. It's a beautiful isolated place in in County Mead. Off the main road. Down a country lane that winds narrowly to his house on a T-junction. He's having a barbecue this weekend for his family. Given that it's Halloween. And I shot out to him to hook up a water feature and some lights and stuff. In the backyard. More of a field actually. He's got several acres at the back of his house. It's a lovely spot. There's an old railway track down the back. And an old railway bridge on his on his land as well. It's lovely. So, anyway, Pat's endured his fair share of life challenges. And to me, he appears to have come out the other side in very good shape. Uh, I've quite a lot of respect for him given what he's gone through and what he's lived. So I started uh, work as soon as I arrived. The grass was long and wet. And I thought, fuck it, I should have worn my boots. It was a small job that would take about 15 minutes to complete, so I got cracking straight away. I could see Pat in his kitchen through the big window that faced me. He held up a cup in his right hand, signifying chats. So I finished what I was doing and went inside. We got talking about work, building a business and the challenges tradespeople face. He's been doing his own thing since he was a young man and still is. He probably started at the same age I did, so we have a lot in common. These days, we do a little bit of work together. We made some tea and we sat talking for about 30 minutes. We spoke about life experience, depression, anxiety, hiring people, pricing work, and the challenges of keeping staff busy when there's not a whole lot of work going on. It's a fine balancing act, really. Uh, one minute you're flat out busy, and the next you're not. You have to pay staff so you don't lose them. In the quiet times, we make up for that and take on jobs that one minute you're flat out busy, the next you're not. And you have staff that you don't want to lose. So in the quiet times we make up work for them or we take on jobs that just don't pay. So we can hold on to those people. But that's a drain on resources and it can get us into cash flow trouble. Stress and anxiety creep in. I've been there and so has Pat. We exchanged stories of the bad old days and I told him I was studying psychology at night and we got on to the subject of counsellors and how the best ones are the ones who walk the road that you've walked. We agree that the former sufferers of depression and anxiety, the former drug addicts, the former alcoholics, the people who know your experience are far better positioned to offer you counsel than maybe those with academic background and PhDs. Both are actually um, ideal if you've got both. I won't take on the liberty of going into Pat's life experience because that's his and it's not my place. But I can touch on mine. Back in the bad old days of 2007 to 2015, I'd regularly lie awake at night worrying about money and work. and It was a horrible place to be, but I had no choice, you see. I told Pat how everyone I knew, all my friends seemed to disappear. Or maybe it was me who disappeared, or maybe it was both. But you needed to do that on your own, he said. I agreed. It was not my friend's fault. It was not their job to be there for me. I needed to be alone in that time because I needed to figure out my own shit. A friend of mine once asked me if I ever contemplated suicide. Although I answered him respectfully, I did find it remarkable that I would be asked that. If I was asked that by one person, then I'd say many others were thinking it too, possibly discussing it between them. So, were they waiting to find me hanging at the end of the rope before the question would come out? I don't know. Did I seem together enough then to be asked the question without the fear of approaching the subject, maybe in the reality of it actually transpiring? It's not criticism, mind you. Rather, it's an attempt on my part to understand the concept that maybe they held um, of my of, what, of their perceived of my perceived uh, personal crisis in all of that time. So subsequent to the depression and anxiety question, we started to talk about death and the afterlife and if indeed there was one. As we spoke, I could see Pat slightly becoming uncomfortable with the discussion. So. Do you think that when your body dies, when the physical you that you identify with dies, when whatever animates you leaves, that you cease to exist? I asked him. Yeah, that's it. Lights out. But that's not an experience, I said. I don't know, but it just seems to me to be impossible to possible that I will exist after I die, he said. Although I, I could hear what he said, I could sense in him that something didn't quite believe it, or maybe didn't want to believe it. Me and a friend of mine had a similar conversation about death. Uh, I said when I look at my children and I feel the love for them that I feel, call it love, I don't know what it is exactly, but when I feel it, I cannot accept that what I feel will cease to exist. I've had too many experiences that have told me otherwise, like the time I bought the house I now live in, or the time John Denver played on a friend's phone the day after. My wife and I cremated the baby be lost. I went on to tell him these two stories. There's something bigger and broader than us at work here, I said. Our nervous system is only capable of perceiving a very low bandwidth of information. We see, we hear, we taste, we touch, we feel. And uh, it's only in an infinite array of data that we can ever be exposed to this physical life experience. Sure, we can build machines that can read some of this information, but we can never witness it. Only see the apparent effects of it, and only to a very finite degree. There's something bigger going on here, and uh, it's not what maybe religion says, although there was some truth behind all of that. It's just that it's become very distorted. Fucking religion, Pat said, that's only there because fuckers want to control other people, and I'd have to agree with that. Religion ruled the state here, you see, in Ireland for a very long time after independence from Britain, arguably before that until say the 1980s when people began to wake up from the stranglehold that they had on their society as such the older generations are very much influenced by what they were taught in schools by religion religion ran the schools you see they ran everything they ran the state uh, education care everything Uh, and be that wrong right good or bad uh, it was indoctrinated into people And in all of that, the idea of death, so-called afterlife, wordiness, self-image, etc., etc., in my opinion has been more than just a little bit distorted. I'm not suggesting that my idea of self is perfect. In fact, there is no such thing as perfect or complete. Um, That idea is always always expanding and uh, will never be complete in my view. So what about death then? Well, it's whatever you make it. Rather than fear it or have any kind of negative anticipation of it, I'm very curious about it. I want to know what's out there. I want to know what's beyond this experience. It may sound strange to you, but I'm looking forward to it. Although, my sense is that I'll be around for quite a while. I'm not sure why I feel that way, but I've felt it since I was a young man. Maybe I've other stuff to do, or other stuff to make or figure out. I don't know. But whatever happens... I've managed to build a deeper understanding of myself by virtue of the shit that I've maybe dealt with and the road I've walked, so I wouldn't change a thing. When death comes, it comes, and when it does, I'll welcome it. For now, I'll continue to do my thing whatever way I choose, and all those who have maybe contrary opinions and requirements of me can fuck off respectfully. So. That's it for Sunday Letters this week. Thanks very much, Pat, for the conversation yesterday. I really enjoyed it. And uh, if you want to check out more Sunday Letters, be sure to tune in here on Anchor or Spreaker, iTunes, or whatever podcast platform you happen to be on. I'll be on here every Sunday with Sunday Letters and uh, every day during the week with other interesting stuff uh, about society, culture, life, work, art, existence, all that kind of lovely stuff. So, uh, thanks for tuning in this week. I appreciate you coming along. Uh, Make sure you subscribe, whatever platform you're on. Make sure you subscribe and share the stuff if you like it. And um, I'll check you next week. All right, that's me, Larry, checking out. All the best for now. Have a great weekend.